Hey, it's Chris here. Can I ask a quick favor of you? If you've picked up a copy of my book, Rise of the Youpreneur, and you can spare 60 seconds to drop a quick review up on Amazon, it would mean the world to me. I read every single one of them and they simply brighten my day every day. Plus, if you send me a copy of the review, you can just post it up on social and tag me at Chris Ducker or email me directly, chris at chrisducker.com. I'll send you a free gift that I know you're going to love and it's super useful as well, just as a way to say thank you for doing so. And if you've not got a copy of the book yet, what are you waiting for? Head over to youpreneur.com right now to grab your copy. Thanks for listening to this short message, and let's get started with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 320 of Youpreneur FM. Yes, we are officially in the last month of 2018. I'm I'm a little upset about this. (laughs) I've got to be honest with you. I kind of feel like this year has just been so ridiculously jam-packed with so many great things going on. I don't want it to end. But at the exact same time, I cannot wait for 2019. Bring it on, my friends. You're in the right place if you are an entrepreneur that wants to build a powerful, future-proof business based around you, your personality, the people that you want to serve, and the why behind serving them. Oh, I love doing this show every single week. Thanks for tuning in. So today, I bring on board Lee Jackson to understand what it really means to have the tenacity and that never give up attitude when it comes to building our businesses. Lee is very much a personal brand entrepreneur, but he's also the leading force behind one of the UK's fastest growing web agencies that actually helps other individuals and entrepreneurs to build their own agencies as well. He's not only an incredible content creator, but also somebody who, like I said, has that fire in his belly when it comes to building up his own personal brand within a pretty competitive marketplace and something that I know you're thoroughly going to enjoy hearing more about. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So under my conversation with Lee, I know you're going to enjoy this a lot. This is, you know, one of those 
kind of personal brand entrepreneur stories, right? We've, we like to go on the journey every now and then. We haven't done it for a while. We're about to do it right now. And uh, I think that you're going to fall in love with Lee just as much as I have. He's a great guy with a great business model and a fantastic mindset when it comes to delivering great quality services that not only he knows will help his customers, but also help change their lives as well. Enjoy this conversation because I know I did. So, Lee, welcome to the show. Oh, well, hello, Chris. Thank you. Wait, wait, don't thank me. You're the one that's here about <laughs> to drop like value bombs on people from great, great heights. I'm, I'm pumped. That, that's right. Geared up. Good. Excellent. Now, it's been a while, and, and whenever I do one of these particular chats, I always start them off by saying, it's been a while since we've had a good old-fashioned personal brand growth story. Because as you know, as a listener of the show yourself, we talk a lot of strategy, we talk you know, a lot of kind of more planning and growth principles and that sort of type of stuff. But every now and then, I do like to kind of slam on the brakes and just look at what the, at the very core of what we do, like the important stuff is actually our journey, right? Like we want to bring people on that journey. We want them to know about it. We want them to continue on it with us. Um, and you've had quite an interesting one that wasn't actually all that successful to begin with. And you struggled a lot, particularly with content and the podcast and things like that. But here we are now, we sit here with thousands and thousands of people tuning in from all around the world, literally. So you've done okay. The boy's done good as they say. Um, let's start from the beginning. Uh, you were born at a very young age. And then what happened? <laughs> I was born at a very, I was born in Canada, just so you know, you know, hey, sorry. And all this that I, did, stuff, this so. I did not know about you. That's an that's interesting one. Okay. All right. Good factoid. So that covers that. The one thing people didn't know about me. So I'm actually Canadian, but I've lived in the UK for way too long and still love it, to be honest. Um, yes. the I So I started a business in web development and had absolutely absolutely no personal brand. That's where I started. And the only way of getting business was to offer my prices at a very low rate to local businesses and try and build up from there by recommendation, etc. So that's pretty much how I built my business for the first two years and was okay at it, but kind of went bold and exceedingly tired because I was working 18, 19 hour days and actually yeah. working weekends a lot of the time and still just attracting the same old, same old. So that's where I wanted to launch something. I recognized that people online seem to do better when they put themselves out there. So mm -hmm. I thought, well, I'm going to give that a try. I didn't really understand P2P, to be honest. I didn't really understand the idea of a personal brand and all that sort of stuff. But I did understand that I like spending money with these people online who put them out there, put themselves out there. And I spent a lot of money with those guys. Perhaps I should be elevating myself both for my own personal brand, but also to help other people as well, because I was starting to learn things about business that I thought, actually, I could teach other people this. I love it. Okay. So what were the first two or three steps then when you started putting yourself out there for the first time in, let's not mess around, a very, very competitive market? Um, yep. What were the first two, three things that you decided you were going to sort of start with, take action with? Uh, what, for the personal brand side of mm -hmm, things, for the mm -hmm. podcast. So th the only thing I could think of was to start a podcast. I'm a very good talker, as you know. That's why me and you get on very well. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized, yes, I could start a podcast and I, it could be me. So I thought, well, if I start this podcast, it could be me sharing advice, etc. However, one of the things I recognized was it would be very hard for me to grow a podcast of just myself. So perhaps I should get other people in 
from the community and start having conversations with them and learn from them, both for myself, but also for the people who'd be listening. So I recognized I needed to start an interview format sort of podcast where I could get the right people in. I can grow from their audiences and also my own audience. I'd be able to educate and ask the relevant sorts of questions. So that became the idea behind the podcast. And you know what I did? sat in it for two years and didn't do anything with it. Mm, mm, <laughs> so okay. finally, I had a conversation with a friend who said, you need to tell everybody you are launching this podcast, set a date and put it everywhere all over social media so that you're accountable to the people who know you and make a massive thing about it. So I did before I'd even recorded any episodes. I just put it all out there that in four weeks time, we were launching the WP Innovator podcast and got all excited and everyone was all hyped up that I knew and I shared it in different forums, etc. So now I had to go ahead and create one. Okay. That's pretty much how I got myself started by kicking myself up the butt and being accountable to the existing communities that I was already in saying, this is what I'm about to do. Well, that won't hurt. I mean, you know, a little bit of accountability never hurt no one. So, all right. And I love the fact that you did it so publicly as well. I think that's gold because <laughs> if you hadn't have followed through, you would have looked like a complete loser. <laughs> Absolutely. Bush, and I, right? yeah. yeah, I'm proud, man. I'm proud. There was no way I was going to do that. So I loved. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Okay. So. The big day comes about, you're all hyped up, you're ready to rock and roll, you hit the publish button, what happens? Hardly anyone downloads it. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean I mean, but this is not this is not a uh, this is not a one time story. Like I've heard this over and over and over again. So I mean, all right. Yeah. So it didn't launch particularly well. How long did it take for you until you started to see some real numbers coming in? Well, the I would say it was about eight months in before we really started to see the numbers start to roll in. I started, I recognized that I'd probably needed to grow a community as well. I was part of everyone else's community, but I right. hadn't got anything of my own. So for the first kind of eight months, there was no feedback loop. I had no way of knowing who was listening, what content they liked, et cetera. It was just me picking people and interviewing them and making the podcast live. So we were getting terrible downloads. The The change for me was to start to grow a community. So invite people as I was doing the podcasts, I'd say, and hey, come and join me in this group where you'll get access to me and, and everyone else. And we started to build that. That's what then started to transform the sort of content that I created, which then obviously led to that group getting bigger and bigger and the listenership getting bigger and bigger. But for the first eight months, I was so tempted to give in. But I'd heard so many people online that kept saying, just keep showing up, keep being consistent, um, you know, and it will happen. Be patient. But there were so many times I was so tempted. One of the biggest changes for me was I did like um, a I did a Christmas uh, piece where I did the 12 days of Christmas. And then I also did 31 episodes during October, the countdown to Halloween. Uh, and that was something that really skyrocketed our listenership because we were doing lots of really, really good tips for the whole 31 days of Halloween like with the ch cheesy jingles and everything in it for a bit yeah. of fun. I had loads yeah. of fun doing it. Um, yeah. And that really helped because then more people who'd never heard of us subscribed to the show and then joined the community as well. Well, there's something about like doing a series as well, isn't it? You know, like you could have, you could have done one episode with all of those tips 
included, mm-hmm. right? But oh, yeah. the fact that you broke things down over the course of a month, I think, is a great idea because you want to, yeah, again, right at the top of the, of the show here, we talk about taking people on the journey, right? This is what it's all about and having people not only find you, discover you, subscribe to you, but then also continue to serve them and to show up for them over and over and over again, mm. particularly right out of the gate like that is gold. I mean, that's where you really get people to fall in love with you and what you're all about. So, okay, that's good. So that happened. It started kicking off and I'm assuming very heavily this started now to lead to extra business for you, for extra inquiries, extra customers. Am I right? Absolutely. Well, it it allowed me to do two things. So for every new lead that came in that was not even related to the podcast or the community, it allowed me to say, hey, it's great to meet you, to get to know a little bit about us before we have our conversation. Go ahead and check out our podcast and our community. So instant credibility. They're like, oh, wow, this guy knows his stuff and he is contributing massively to the industry. I think we need to work with this guy. So even for people who hadn't found us from the podcast, I already had this amazing business card that you just cannot deny. Um, And then obviously as a result of the podcast, what started to happen was uh, another two things. Number one, people would message in about the show. Thank you. That was an amazing show. We have Mm -hmm. a project. We're interested in working with you. So obviously that would happen. But also it's grown my network because most of the guests that have come on, in fact, you've been on at least twice, I think. But most of my guests that have come on have become good friends. They've been a a part of a digital network. So essentially what was a local network here uh, in the village that I live in is now a wide global network of people. All of those guests have become great friends, good networking partners, and very often we will get referrals from those sorts of people who may never work with us, but they will refer other people. You need to meet Lee. He specializes in WordPress. So you Mm. need to go ahead and have that conversation. So yeah, it's been absolutely phenomenal. And we now work with people from all around the world, Australia, uh, Indonesia, um, uh, New Zealand, you name it. There's a country we've probably, actually, there's a lot of countries. We don't cover all countries, mate. (laughs) That was a slight exaggeration. But, uh, you know, America, Mexico, we've had a client in Mexico. It's just been flipping awesome. It's been amazing. I love it. Okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So with all this to one side, obviously, the you know, the, the, the show has done well. You've created this sort of this uh, little bit of fandom about you and what you're doing, your kind of take on certain things. What have been some of the challenges that you have had to overcome in, in producing that content on a regular basis? Because it's not easy to come up with content every single week, week in, week yeah. out. And, and then maybe a caveat to that question is, you know, how do you now stay on top of that content creation? creation um, on a regular basis. You know, just last week, we had Janet Murray on the show talking about content planning for the entire year. Here we are. There's a theme right now. People are planning mm. right now. So let maybe share a few things about um, how you plan your content as well as just create it. Okay. Well, the, the biggest problem I had was burning out because I was trying to record episodes on a weekly basis. I, I wasn't doing any sort of batching or anything. I was also mm-hmm. trying to do all of the social media myself. I was looking after the group myself, etc. So it was all pretty much resting on me. And obviously, as the audience grew bigger, that became more and more uh, complex. So 
fast forward nowadays, what we do is we batch all of our episodes. So we'll do anything from six to 12 episodes um, in just over a couple of days. And then my team will edit the audio, do the graphics. I'll have already created an intro and an outro straight after I've done the recording. So I don't actually forget what that podcast was about. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I also make notes during the podcast that which all go to the team again, who then write up those notes, etc. So everything's all about batching and getting people who are good at doing what they do to do what they do rather than it all resting on me. Um, so, and a good example of that was, unfortunately, we we had a family member who passed away a while back. However, the podcast could still go on and I could take nearly two months off the business because we already had enough content to keep going. So we could keep showing up to our, for our community uh, and keep that that growing, et cetera, while still being able to take some really, really important time off to be with the family and to support everyone. So that was, that's been another really good thing um, about being organized, planning ahead mm. and, and batching your content as much as possible. So, you know, if you're thinking of a, your podcast episodes for next year, I definitely re- recommend, you know, see if you can have January and February's podcasts all lined up because it would be great to be spending January planning and implementing all the exciting ideas rather than panicking about podcast episodes you've not recorded. Amen to that. Absolutely. And, and I think that, um, you know, that in itself is, is a massive stumbling block for some people mm. in terms of them actually just even just getting around to, to creating the content in the first place is that they stump themselves in the planning stage right out of the gate and they, it, they almost become overwhelmed to a certain degree. Oh, it's too much work. I don't want to do it. Forget about it. I won't do anything at all. And mm. we don't want that to happen because there are people just like yourself who are you know on on the cusp you were on the cusp back then but you actually took the action based on the accountability that you built in for yourself but there are people on the cusp right now that are about to hit that publish button for the first time that might back out which sucks because the chances are the world really needs what they've got you know what i mean well, there's an awful lot of podcasts in our industry as well. So uh, I'm in the agency design space and there are many other podcasts and yet I still be able to carve out a niche within that, which has been fantastic and grown a huge community. I think I'd definitely say don't compare yourself to other people's journeys. No. So I started my journey three years ago. I was getting maybe 50 downloads from an episode uh, for the first episode. Sorry. Now we're getting something like 12,000 plus every single month, which mm. is phenomenal. But that's because it's been a, a niche nearly three-year journey, and it will continue to go. Um, I was talking to a chap called Adam the other day. He's got a YouTube channel. He's got nearly 100,000 subscribers now. But again, for him, he started in 2014, and it took an awful long time for that to happen, and then traction happened. And I think we, what we do is we tend to look at what other people are doing. We look at Chris Ducker and go, wow, this guy's had 6 million downloads now of his podcast over the last 300 and so episodes. Oh, I'll never get there because we've su- it's suddenly <laughs> right. become an overwhelm. Yeah. Whereas if we just start our journey anyway, um, eventually we'll be at the Chris Ducker levels. You know, I, that's what I'm planning, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll have 300 and odd, 6 million downloads. That's the plan. So, well, no, but, but, here's the, but here's the thing, you see. It, it, it's also, uh, you know, there's so many different elements that play into those kind of numbers as well, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not, you know, there's, there's no way I would have had that many downloads, for example, if I hadn't have got on to... Ton, hundreds probably at this point mm. hundreds of other podcasts as a guest if i hadn't have um you know been 
introduced on stage in front of hundreds of people at a conference, say in America yeah. or Sydney or wherever. Like, you know, there's a lot of different elements. It's not just about hitting the publish button and then marketing it, but it's about doing that first of all, yes. But then when those other opportunities come about to be able to kind of, you know, amplify that voice and amplify what you're doing, if you say no to those things, clearly your growth is going to be slower than it would be with somebody that would say yes to those things. So there's also that to take into consideration as well. But you're 100% right. And it happens every single day. People end up, you know, almost, yeah, I mean, definitely comparing their, you know, their 10th, their 50th, their 100th step to those of, you know, somebody else's one, one, you know, 1,000th or 10,000th step. And we shouldn't yeah. be doing that because, again, nine times out of 10, that can mean that people don't even take the first step. And that's a horrible thing because, you know, the people need to, people of the world need to hear from us and what we're all about. There's also apples for apples as well. So if mm -hmm. I was going to compare myself to, say, your downloadership, I, my community is actually a smaller community. Uh, there are not hundreds of thousands of people, i.e. P2P. You, 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 uh, you attract an awful lot of entrepreneurs from around the world. So you've got a much bigger sort of audience yes. catchment as opposed to me who would be capturing, say, just design agencies. So again, whatever industry you're in, Actually, it's a lot of that is also the quality. So even though I had 50 downloads originally of, of one episode and felt a little bit down about that because I was kind of expecting more, at least that was 50 potential clients, there as it go. were, even if I was going to think of that. That's that it. I would never, ever have reached had I not made that podcast live. Exactly. Um, and I mean, some, you know, you get to the point now where you're getting thousands of downloads per episode over the course mm -hmm. of the first four or six weeks of being pub something being published. And I mean, let's just say, let's just, you know, go bargain basement and say you get a thousand people that download it within the week of it being, mm -hmm. you know, uploaded. That's like you say, a th that's a thousand people. Let me just pause for a second. That's a thousand <laughs> people that have inserted you into their ears in some way, shape or form and have consumed content that you have created and published to the world. If you invited all those people around for a barbecue, you, there's no way you'd have any room in your backyard unless you were living <laughs> at Buckingham Palace or Kensington House or something, you know? So I, I think it's very important to obviously keep all of those numbers into perspective as well because Absolutely. what might be big for you and successful for you might be tiny for somebody else and vice versa, right? Mm, absolutely. Okay. So, all right. So that's the podcasting side of things. So what else are you doing then, Lee, in regards to sort of a day-to-day -day basis to continually build that personal brand and be seen as that expert within your niche? Well, there's several uh, several things I've been doing. One includes being present on YouTube. Obviously, video is completely the future. I only need to look at my own browsing habits to realize that <laughs> YouTube is where it's at. I consume most of my educational content, for example, on YouTube, yep. as well as watching uh, fails. I mean, who doesn't? Let's face it. Oh, yeah. um, Funny fails. <laughs> Funny fails. I mean, <laughs> when, you, fails, when, you, when your kid says at dinner, Daddy, after dinner, can we watch some funny fail videos? How can you say no to that? Exactly. I mean, we we're human. We love to laugh at other people's misfortune. It's brilliant. Absolutely. <laughs> so, there's, so there's that. That's and obviously that's something you've been pushing for as well this year, which has been brilliant. You what know, the getting funny to fails. see behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the behind uh, the, the scenes. You're right. Future. Yeah. 
Uh, the other thing that we're doing is I am getting out there on stage a lot more. So I've been mm-hmm. um, I've been at the WordCamp London, which was brilliant. That helps really elevate myself. I've uh, been putting myself down for requests for speakers, talking about the message that I have, which has been phenomenal. I even got to be on the expert panel of the Youpreneur Summit, which was a fantastic experience, uh, which was brilliant. Yep. And also yep. as well, I've been pushing myself out there as a guest uh, to other podcasts uh, that are on the related uh, spectrum, but also being on your podcast as well, because that's a flipping honor, mate. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's a great story to tell. I mean, you know, you've in a very short space of time, just a matter of a few years, you've been able to catapult yourself into, you know, a gen- like, like I said, a very genuinely competitive market to be seen as a leader, to be seen as an expert within the niche. And I think that's very, very important. Um, And, you know, what I'm very uh, excited about for you is next year, because not only do you have your first book coming out, which I think, I mean, anybody that listens to this show religiously will know that I always say that really having a book with your name on the cover is generally one of the best expert positioning strategies yeah. that you can get involved with. Um, not only your first book coming out, but also your first live event for agency owners as well. Talk about that for a minute. Absolutely. So this is an event where we are focusing on transforming your agency. The book is very much around the five steps or pillars of transforming an agency that allows you to uh, love your agency. It allows you to love what you do. And and Mm -hmm. I think most importantly, above all, all, you know me, I'm a family man, is actually getting time back with your family. One of the things that really I really struggled with as an agency owner very early on was those 18, 19 hour days those weekends having to work, those holidays, checking emails, etc. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is very much a part of not necessarily saying, hey, agency owner, here's how to be a millionaire and have a Ferrari. This is more, hey, agency owner, here's how to create something that you can love, that does what you want it to do for the people that you want to serve and also allows you to have wonderful family time and and, and a life, a, a rich and a full life, which yeah. is, is, is all we really want. We just want to be happy, etc. So I've been working on this book now for a little while. It's going to be out hopefully at the same time as the event. That's a big ask, I know, but you never know. It might be finished. And the event is all about transformation. It, I recognize that a lot of agencies are all at different spaces, uh, places. So we're mm. gathering together experts from all around the world, quite literally. We've got someone coming in from Australia. I've got someone coming in from Sweden, etc., um, who are all going to be sharing experiences and giving actionable advice for agency owners to help them take that next step to create some real transformation in their business. So helping them understand what does that transformation look like for them and then what are the steps they need to take to get there. So even if it's just one thing that they're going to achieve, at least we can help them get onto that that next rung, as it were, of, of their life cycle. So that's very much what that's focused on. And well, I, I mean, believe you it, know, those two elements right there are going to be huge. I mean, that, that's going to be massive for your brand next year. Yes, if, you, if you can get the book out at the same time as the event, as you know, we we soft launched Rise of the Youpreneur at the first Youpreneur Summit, and it definitely absolutely. helped spread the word. Yes, and and I got you signed by you. For some reason, you wrote my name down wrong, so you ended up having to sign too, didn't you? Did <laughs> I write you your remember? name down wrong? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you call Lord. me Derek or something random like that. <laughs> but um, 
<laughs> also, excitingly, there is a very handsome, um, uh, boldish man coming onto our stage as well as the closing oh. keynote. Yes, yeah, so who that this, would be? Who's this gentleman that you've booked? I've got no idea. Yeah, no, I'm, lo- I'm looking he's forward. He's beating to it. me at the duck face challenge. That's the guy. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's talk about this very. And this is actually this, this is great actual fodder, I think, for just <laughs> personal brand elements in general. So Lee and I have posed on occasion, about five or six occasions, um, for selfies with each other, um, doing the duck face pose, which is kind of where you pucker up your lips, I think. It, 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 I mean, it, it, we kind of look like we might just about to be kissing each other on occasion. <laughs> but anyway, so on 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 these uh, at these times where we've shot this photo, Lee has then um, – put it up on Instagram and, you know, two or three times, oh, here's me and the ducker doing the duck face and all this sort of type thing. And then the last time you did it, you, you, you put a vote out, right? And, and <laughs> well, let, why don't you tell the story? Cause I'm, it's, well, it's said, so good. I love this story. <laughs> so you need to tell it. <laughs> all right. So on Instagram stories, I was like, okay, guys, who, who did it best? Uh, the duck face, Lee or the ducker. And uh, I put it out there and it, very quickly for some unknown reason to this day, I still can't work out chris started to win so i was getting a little bit annoyed about that so i put it out to my community and said come on guys i can't lose so lo and behold my community go and vote and they'll start voting for chris (laughs) (laughs) so so let's just take uh, this take this back one step here all right so it's on instagram stories you you're losing like legitimately losing the challenge from votes from the people following you on social then you then go to your community off instagram and say hey come to instagram and vote for me because i can't lose and then they come over and they vote against you anyway i know who the loyal ones were you know i'll look after those guys right yeah. But I also know who the traitors were. The traitors. So I think we, we've have we closed this book. I kind of feel like this book has now been. I'm the champion, and you well, lost, and it's that simple. I mean, your name's Ducker, so I suppose hmm. I'll give you Duckface, and I just need to learn the moonwalk because my last name's Jackson. So there, are, and then we'll, there you go. All right. Well, that's our next challenge. I, I think we'll huh? we'll need to pull out the moonwalk challenge as well. Then that sounds well, good. on stage at uh, tw- 20, 2019 Upner Summit. The uh, the moonwalk challenge. I love it. Yes, love it. Good stuff. Well, look, I'm I'm very very blessed to have had you on the show. I think it was great to, to come on and tell the story and, and talk about the challenges, particularly when you first started out. I think so many people just stop early. I think I read an article not so long ago that said something along the lines of most podcasts that are published, there's an average episode of like six or seven or something yeah. before they stop. You know, like imagine that you're not even start, you're not even getting started at episode number six or seven. You're barely a couple of months in if you're a weekly show and uh, you know, you've, you, you've soldiered on and you've you know done well at building up a brand and a very successful business for that as well uh, based on the back of that. But uh, it was good to have you on. It was good for you to come tell the story. I very much appreciate it. I'm looking forward to being on your stage next year and awesome, uh, can't man. wait to have some fun and maybe do that moonwalk as well when you get the opportunity (laughs) we'll see (laughs) brilliant it's been a blast mate okay good stuff for you guys want to find out a little bit more about lee what he's all about particularly obviously if you are an owner of any kind of sort of agency type business i thoroughly suggest you go check him out youpreneur.com forward slash three two zero that's the episode number 320 i'll be back again next week with another episode of the show until then take good care and be kind to each other i'll see you soon 
If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind Community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.